Hello friends, good morning. Welcome to another episode of Heart to Heart with Institute. Trust you've been well, trust you've been good, trust life has treated you well. Hmm. So if, even if you've had some not so great experiences, quote and unquote, one of the things I want to talk to you about which I've learned over the period of the past few months is that there really is no bad or good experience. What's we term as bad or good experiences what we the 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 the, the way the way we've seen it so if you if you had an experience it's you can either choose to call it a good or a bad experience depending on how you interpret it somebody eats a leg on this one and say oh i should have been careful somebody eats a leg on this one and say oh that's a bad experience it means something bad is going to happen well you know the law of attraction what you what you think is what you attract Right? So you want to start from today saying, Oh, I had a great day. Oh, there are some lessons I learned along the way. You know? This are, this is the this is one of the ways to actually live a simpler and less complicated life. So I'm saying, ah, I had a bad day or um this is a bad thing to happen to me. He said, say, Oh, what's the lesson in this for me? What's what's point should I get from this? Or is there something I need to avoid? Do you understand? All right, that's great. So I want to introduce like another segment where I'll do like reviews on books or share lessons from books I'm reading. So I'm currently reading my um, the book, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari by Robin Sharma. And um, the book has been amazing. I, Robin is a very great writer. Reading his two books and I've read, I've read two of his books and it's been amazing the power the, the the way you write say many times like the leader had no title i'm not done with that so i'm going to finish reading that this week and also finish reading my the monk who saw this ferrari this week too he uses stories to tell important virtue values to tell important to share important lessons and it's so amazing i mean like reading this book has been has been transforming for me. It's it's it, it's it showed me so many amazing things that I probably knew before, but I wasn't practicing enough. It made it simpler to do. So I want to share with you um, the ten rituals for radiant living. Rituals, not like going to kill somebody. You know, rituals. What you do repeatedly. So in the book, the monk who saw this Ferrari. It's this, this, the book is centered around the story of a man called Julian Mantle. And Julian Mantle was a very hot-shot or hot-shot-gone lawyer, you get? He was doing great in his career, graduated from Harvard Law School. He had gone through the ranks in the legal profession until life began to take its toll on him. And one day, he collapsed in the... Um, courtroom due to an heart attack and that was like the beginning of his transformation because he could have died he had like a heart attack so life had taken his toll on him it's, it's like a litigator a very very great litigator but you know life took its toll on him and he collapsed one day in the courtroom he had a heart attack so taken to the hospital the doctor told him, it's either you stop this your fast <laughs> driving life 
and find somewhere solitude to go to to rest and recuperate or <laughs> you die right so he chose to retreat from his fast-paced life so he had a ferrari a very priced ferrari he was thinking image like it was great he was good at his career he had his career going for him but his health his life in general his wife had left him i think if i remember clearly his, his personal life was not all that was great right he hates with at the best restaurants cool but you know it wasn't healthy and all of that stuff was typically the great American guy doing so good in his career but missing out in other aspects of his life. So he decided to take a break without even informing so many people and he went to the east. Long story short, he stumbled upon the monks, the he sold his Ferrari, yeah. He sold all his prized possessions and traveled to the east. He met with Monks, they they call the savage the the sages of Sivana, the sages of Sivana. So he met with them, and his experience changed his life, like literally changed his life. So what about Julian? The story centers around Julian and the lesson. So he came back, right? So he met the sages. They taught him. They taught him their their principles, how they've been able to live long. The secrets to personal leadership, self-mastery, and all of those great stuff. And he came back to, because he promised them he was going to come and teach others this principle. So he came back to where he was from, met with the lawyer that was an intern with him long ago that also going to be another great legal person. And he began sharing his story. So the book started, really started, with this, like, the real deal of the book started with Julian's story through the East until he met, met the sages of Sivana and how that transformed in the guy that was robust, that was big, that was, you know, fat and all was, like, the lawyer, his former intern, couldn't recognize him, was youthful, feet, stream, and, you know, exceeding vibrancy. And... The guy was interested. Tell me about your experience. How did this happen? So basically, you might have to go grab the book <laughs> for you to get all the gist. But yeah, these are 10 secrets or rituals to radiant living. Number one, the ritual of solitude in no particular order. I'm planning to actually, because I read this chapter like today, chapter 9, and there are 13 chapters in the book. And it had 10 rituals. I'm planning to like arrange them in the order that I'll be able to practice. So there are 10, I'll mention them. The ritual of solitude. That's somewhere between your 24 hours of your day. Find at least 15 minutes to just be silent, to meditate, to just be. Does that make sense? We are so busy running about trying to do things and all that we don't have time for us. We wear out. So instead, in the midst of your old 24 hours, 6, 7, 6, 8 hours of the week, find at least 15 minutes a day and just be. Preferably in a quiet place. You could meditate. There's a principle called the art of the rose 
in this book. You may have to get the book. <laughs> it's not paid anything, but it's a great book, so I'm recommending it. You know, practice just being. Focus on your breathing. Meditate, right? Then there's the principle of early awakening. It's it's this principle is about sleeping less, not really sleeping less, like not sleeping excessively. The average person will survive six hours, like or six hours of sleep. But this is to sleep like eight hours, nine hours. Instead, sleep early. And before you sleep, what do you watch? You watch the news, is your mind bothered, or you just play classical music before you sleep. Sleep early. Then the principle number three, the principle of physicality. This is like exercising your body. So the the there's this principle of Kaizen. Kaizen is Kaizen is a rule that is about continuous and never-ending improvement on your mind, soul, and body. Improving yourself in your mind, soul, and body. So when you practice a lot of solitude, you're improving your mind. When you practice physicality, you're improving your body. That's exercising every day, every day. Then there's a principle of life nourishment. This one is about eating healthy, preferable vegetables. I'm not talking on vegetables. It says the sages, they feed on just vegetarian diet. Well, for someone like us, that maybe if you're not so keen on being vegetarian, the advice is that you take like salad with your food, fruits for dessert, at least to, to, to like um, complement your diet, right? Then there's a rule or ritual of abundant knowledge. This says that you should read at least 30 minutes and not just read anything, read books that will inspire you. That will make you better and help you to make others better. So read at least 30 minutes a day. Then there's a ritual of personal reflection. Find time at the end of the day to reflect on how your day went. You might want to write out the 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 the, the, the highlights of your day, how you reacted. Is there something you need to work on? Basically. So reflect at the end of each day before you sleep. Then the principle of music, you know, this one is beautiful. I love music. So like play music, calm, cool music that will keep you sane. Then there's a ritual of spoken word, like self-assurance, self-talk, positive talk, talking to yourself positively. There's a ritual of congruent character. So this is the one where you build a solid and reputable character, build your mind, build your soul, instill self-discipline, integrity, honesty into yourself. Then the final one is the ritual of simplicity. This ritual requires you to live a simple life. You don't have to like um, focus on so many things, a fast life, you don't even have you don't you don't have time to ex- enjoy the little things, the little experiences. So as you go about life, you have so many things to do. Just let these 10 rituals guide you. I'll go over them again. The ritual of solitude, early awakening, physicality, life nourishment, abundant knowledge, personal reflection, music, spoken word, congruent character, and simplicity. I wish you guys like a beautiful life, a life of peace, a life of fulfillment, 
a life of happiness and to achieve this you must first work on the inner you first work on the inner you. you want to make money great but first work on the inner you build your strength of mind build inner courage build mental toughness first this will help you to achieve lock that maximum potential within you i hope you understand it's been great talking with you guys today again i hope to share more of my book with you my books that i read with you if you have any book already you can let me know i wish you an amazing 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 life lots of love for me to you bye Hi guys, good afternoon or good day, wherever you are listening from. Welcome to another episode of Art to Heart Institute. How's your day going? How's life been with you? Trust you've been good. Okay, it's good to be here back with you guys again. Um, so, in this segment, looking at books and books reviews. Um, so, I just want to share with you guys some of the um, points I'm learning from my current read. Which is, can you guess? Can you guess? Can you guess? <laughs> okay, not. Maybe not. Mm, okay, maybe. Okay. Alright, so the title is The Richest Man in Babylon. Yeah, I know you would have seen the title somewhere. Or you may have even like, come across the book by George S. Clarkson. I hope I got that right. So, like, I had known about this book for a while, but I just didn't get around to reading it. But somehow, somehow, my housemate got the ad copy. And... I decided to pick it up yesterday. Trust me, first thing is the feedback, like the... So you know the thing about when you pick up a book and then you can already judge whether you like the book or not. So immediate, like, feedback from the book. I'm calling it feedback. And then I pick it up, open the first chapter, and already I'm hooked. So if you don't know, I'm a fic- I love fiction. I love reading stories. I mean, I love reading about stories about... Um, history about it's a video story. So, this book is like if you read Smart Money, Smart Money Woman by RSL Good. This book is like uh, it's, it's in a story or parable form. Um, and that's how it started. It started with the story of a man that is sitting outside his, ha- his house, age, he builds, he builds chariots. So, this story is like focused in um, Babylon, of course, it's like a parable, parable around Babylon and. It being the, like the richest um, country at the time, so there's this man that is like the chariot um, builder for the king and all the rich men, and he was thinking and all of that. So the story is also centered around personal finance advice, and it's it, so it's really practical because of the way the story is put together or parable, if you prefer that. So to <laughs> tell you how engrossed I was. I was like in few minutes. I was reading chapter three. I had to drop the book because I was rushing for another meeting. But it was that captivating. I think it's a good read. I probably would do like a short point story or feedback to, to you guys soon. But I thought to share with you that Richest Man Babylon is such a great read. So even from chapter one, so you can see a man that gets dissatisfied with his current situation. He was used to that current to that situation for a while. But then something triggers in his mind or in his brain and like a light bulb moment. And then he's like, why? Why am I like this? I'm building chariots for these rich guys, but I barely 
have enough to eat and feed my family. And then his friend comes over and then he discusses with his friend. So first and foremost is the satisfaction of where he is. And then he has a friend that he can actually talk to about this. That can actually bring up suggestions about what he can do. So that's chapter one. Basically, a man desiring gold. Gold, like, that's the currency days at the time. Um, so move on into chapter two. So at chapter one, they concluded that this is one of our um, friends that used to be with us when we were growing up, but then he somehow just broke out from all of us and became very, very wealthy. And that man became like the richest man in Babylon. And he's our friend. Let's go talk to him. Let's ask him, how did you do it? You know, that kind of thing. So they, they, they decided to take some friends along to, to go meet the guy, the richest man. So I can't forget his name because he's the richest man. His name is Arkad, like A-R-K-A-D. So they do that and then they go meet him and then the good thing about this guy is that he starts telling them the story. So yeah, that's that's the way. So he told them the story actually, I'll tell you some later. Um and then things came up again. The king also invited so in chapter three the king invited him to also teach these principles to the community guys. So the first principle and that that really something I really relate to it is Keep a part of what you earn. So the guys are like, I already keep what I earn. I mean, what I earn is mine. But the guys are like, are you sure it's yours? Does it not go to this guy when you buy this, when you buy that? So like, for every 10 parts, so if you earn like 10, let's just 10 shillings, keep one shilling. So spend just nine. Always keep a part of what you earn. So always save. And then whatever that thing you keep, let it be a children and let it inversely, let it be a more. Do you understand? So that's a little um, breakdown or recap of what I've read so far in The Richest Man in Babylon. Have you read it? Did you like it? So share with me. All right, guys. See you in the next episode.